Hey guys, before we jump into today's episode, I want to quickly remind you that this Sunday, November 14th, I'm hosting a virtual live event on Zoom called The Energy of Money. This is going to be a two hour long deep dive into the energetics of money, the biggest mistakes that we make when we decide that we want more wealth understanding wealth consciousness and how to shift these beliefs that are getting in our way and keeping us broke and spinning our wheels. We're going to talk a lot about the neuroscience behind attracting more wealth, tangible tips to get you calling in more money now. I'm going to give you my best advice for cultivating more money magnetism and I'm going to walk you through some shadow work all around money and a special guided visualization experience at the end. And I'm also going to host a live Q&A. If you come to the event live, you can ask me your questions and we will do some hot seat coaching. If you can't come live, a replay will be available. And if you've missed the date, and it's past November 14th already, then you can also just send me a DM on Instagram and I will hook you up with the replay recording of the class. So I hope that you will come join us on Sunday, November 14th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Your ticket is just 22 bucks. There's a replay available. It's gonna be so much fun. Come and join us. I will leave a link in the show notes below or you can also grab the link in my bio on Instagram. I hope to see you guys there. Welcome to the Makeshift Happen Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go Makeshift Happen. Welcome back to the podcast today. We have a super special guest with us. I am joined by Crystal Woods. She is a mom of two, a human design specialist, and a six-figure entrepreneur. She works with high achievers, thought leaders, and founders to find balance and alignment in all areas of their lives. So she's here to really expand our minds and hearts today in the realm of human design, which I am so excited about. I can't wait to dive into this chat with you, Crystal, and receive some of your magic. So welcome to the show, Crystal. Thank you so much for having me. I'm stoked. I'm so excited to dive in. Um, I actually, just on a recent episode of the show, was talking about how I had a human design recently. And I what I love so much about this modality is that every time I come in contact with it, I learn something new. Like I feel like it's there, it never ends. Like it's like the the ribbon that is keeps being pulled out of the magician's hat. <laughs> I don't know if you feel the same way. Obviously, you've studied it and been working with it for a while, but it just blows my mind every time. Oh yeah, I've been studying for like three years, and I still don't feel like I know enough. You know, it's just it never ever ends, like you said. So I feel like a lot of people get really overwhelmed with it. Um, so I'm hoping that through this conversation, people will be able to like find some footing with human design. So for the sake of this episode, because we've talked, we've talked a little bit about human design in the show before. So I want to kind of run with the idea that for the sake of this episode, our listeners are familiar with the concept of human design. Maybe they know their type, but really kind of like digging in a little bit deeper with you is where I want to go. So 
like to start, I just love that you always say human design is not another set of rules to follow and that you are a person who really loves to like go beyond the rules and kind of break the rules in a sense. Um, So I'm a rule breaker myself. So because people are like always looking for the magic potion or the one, two, three step or like how do I do this or the formula to know exactly what they should do next with their lives. Um, What is your approach to this? Because I know you have feelings about it. So (laughs) um, yeah, just explain to us like how human design is not actually a set of rules and why it's really useful for you to just um, actually help you escape the restriction of feeling like it is this one set defined way to live or do things. I'm so glad you brought that up because you're so right. People are looking for the answer and they're always looking for the answer outside of themselves. And as far as human design goes, I really do think it depends where you're getting your information, who you're learning from, because in some ways human design can be another rule book, another set of, you know, just a way to be, If you look into, oh, I'm a generator, oh, I'm a manifester, and you look into your strategy, all of a sudden you're going to create these rules around how you're going to operate in the world based on that. But the way that I take this approach is I look at it as really what you're doing is you're bringing that trust back to yourself and you're looking for the answers within yourself. So human design really is a self-awareness tool and it gives you this map to show you how to tune in, how you are designed to tune in. And then what what we call in human design, this passenger consciousness. I don't know if you've heard of this idea, but basically it's like you're observing yourself, you're observing your body, have this human experience, you know? So you're able to observe your thoughts. You're able to observe your patterns and behaviors that have now manifested as your personality. You're able to observe your interactions with others. You're able to observe your fears and your insecurities. And you're just observing yourself through this lens of, you know, almost neutrality. And from that place, I think that's where a lot of the deconditioning comes from, right? So we're just peeling back all these layers because you begin to realize like, oh, wow, you know, I'm not a workaholic. I've just been... I've been living out this pattern based on these energetic dynamics and human design is that tool that shows you, well, what are those energetic dynamics? And you start to take off that layer of yourself that identifies as a workaholic and you start to relearn who you are. It's just, you're coming home to yourself really. And that's the approach that I like to take because from that seat, you then make your own rules based on I know this feels right for me because I know what it feels like when something is right, you know? So I just think there's the temptation to go looking for your answers and go looking for your formula, but really human design is just a set of tools to help you come back to yourself so you can set your own rules. I love that so much. And I think like It is freeing in a sense to understand that, you know, 
I think we're always waiting for like somebody else to have the answer or some something else to be able to fix us, you know, and this may manifest for some people in the realm of personal development of like this next person that I follow or this next course that I take or this next program that I sign up to or this next free masterclass that I join. Like we're just always trying to get into the space or read the book or listen to the podcast or watch the YouTube video that's going to be like, yes, now I have finally figured out how to never self-sabotage again. Like there's a part of us on a conscious level that knows kind of that that's not going to happen. But then there's this other deeper part of ourselves below that that is still kind of hoping that it will. You know, when you like read a headline to a YouTube video or an email or a podcast and it's like five ways to stop self-sabotaging, for example. And, you know, there's a part of you that's like, oh, that probably doesn't work. But then there's that little piece of you that's like, oh, but maybe it does. And so we just we just keep getting hooked by thinking that, you know, there's going to be this next thing that's going to come and solve and fix us when what I really believe is that we're the ones that are going to come and solve and, and fix and help heal ourselves, right? That understanding of ourselves from within. And I think human design is such a beautiful modality and way to start to like dig into that and uncover, like you said, what are these patterns and what are the energetics behind them? And rather than identifying with them, I am a workaholic, I am anxious, I can't stop doing this, I am a procrastinator. Let's unpack that and see where that's maybe coming from and maybe that will illuminate some other pathways for us to really start to go down that will actually serve us in terms of letting those things go or shedding those layers so I just love I just love love that concept and idea even though it may require us to do more work right we're hopeful of just this quick fix um I think ultimately it is more effective right yes so I want to I kind of want to dig into this in terms of purpose because I think this whole conversation of like we're always looking for something outside of ourselves is really relevant today, right now, in terms of what is my purpose, right? It's such a buzzword. It's a major source of anxiety for a lot of people because suddenly they've woken up to the fact that they should have a purpose and they don't know what it is, right? And there is so much content around being like, what's your purpose? Find your purpose. How to whatever, right? So do you, I'd love to know, like, do you believe that we all have a purpose and is it something that we can find per se or is it more like a version of ourselves that we become? And, you know, how does human design support us in recognizing or embodying our purpose more deeply? I love this question. I actually, I think I just posted about this a couple of days ago and I think what's happening right now is that people are looking outside at, well, my purpose is something that I do. It's a job that I have, or it's a person that I serve or whatever, but that's not really, at least how I see it. That's, that's not really how it works. It's more, who am I being? Because when I am being who I truly am and trusting that the doing becomes a natural byproduct right? So you don't have to figure out what to do because you're just being who you are and your path is unfolding naturally. And through that process, you embody your purpose. Like you have no, you have no choice, but, 
but to embody your purpose when you are truly being yourself. Because we are all just puzzle pieces, right? You're a beautiful puzzle piece and I'm a beautiful puzzle piece and we're all just fitting into this giant puzzle of humanity. And so when we embody our unique piece, that's when we fit. That's when, you know, the impact that we're here to have, we have that impact because we're not worried about somebody else's impact. We're not worried about, well, so-and-so is doing that, so maybe I should try that out. And I mean, to some degree, there's going to be a trial and error process, right? You're just, life is a big, long trial and error process. Let me try this out, see how it feels. But a lot of us are trying things out and it's not feeling right. And instead of saying, well, that doesn't work for me. Let's move on. We're saying, oh, there must be something wrong with me. Mm. And when, when we make ourselves wrong, nothing's going to be right because we're wrong. Ooh. So it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't even really matter who you be because you're making yourself wrong. So it's more about coming back to yourself. And this is where human design can be so supportive because even the basic, basic, basic level of human design, your type and your authority, right? This is embodying the energy that you're here to embody and knowing how you move through the world and how others perceive you. That's your type. And your authority is your inner GPS, right? This is your built-in decision-making mechanism. Life is just one long string of decisions. And when you can make decisions that are right for you, that's when you embody your puzzle piece. That's when you be who you are, and then your actions will match your essence. Your doing will match your being, and you don't have to try so hard, you know, and you don't have to be wrong. So human design is really supportive in that, and really, the more you practice that, the more you practice making decisions, you know, based on your authority instead of making the pro and cons lists asking, you know, your mom and your sister and her cousin and Susie at the grocery store what to do. Um, Once you stop outsourcing your authority to your business coach or your best friend or whatever, and you bring your authority back to yourself, this is where you cultivate that deep self-trust. This is where even if something isn't working out the way you think it's going to work out, you still trust it's right. You still trust that you're right. And that's where the trust and the confidence and the magnetism and the embodiment of your purpose comes from. And you stop wondering, well, am I doing the right thing? Because you just trust that you are, you know? So we just, I think we just have it backwards. (laughs) Yes. I'm smiling so big because I'm loving this so much. I want, let's dig into authority because this is, I love this. Um, But I love like how you illustrated that in terms of like the puzzle pieces and us kind of like fitting into this big puzzle of humanity. And that as long as we are being who we are meant to be, regardless of what we're doing or what our job is or what our career is per se, we are in our purpose. We are living in purpose on purpose because we're being the full expression of our true authentic self. And that's really all that matters. So I, I love that you said that because I I talked to some of my clients about this idea of purpose in, in one of my programs. And I always say, you know, like purpose doesn't have to be a career. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. 
Um, also, just because if all of us had to find a career that was the exact fit or alignment of our purpose, and that was all that it could be, you know, I think there'd be a lot of jobs in the world that just like wouldn't get done anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so this idea of self-trust is also huge and it is a pet peeve of mine when people cannot make decisions for themselves and they have to outsource every single decision to somebody else. And I've talked a lot about this on the podcast, so the listeners already know, like, tune into yourself, make your own fucking decision. Like go to the store and buy the thing that you want to buy without sending a picture of it to your friends and being like, does this look good on me? Right? Go to the restaurant and order your plate of food that you feel that you want without saying, what are you going to order? Right? It's just those, those little things that help us start to cultivate this sense of self-trust. But I want to talk about the authority piece because I think this will be relevant to everybody listening and kind of understanding a bit more of where authority comes from and how they can find theirs perhaps. So I'm a manifesting generator and I have sacral authority. So I feel really connected to my gut and my intuition when I know something is right. I just go for it, which is why I somehow just decided to decline my corporate job offers after college graduation and move to Europe, even though it didn't make any sense. I was like, I just know this is right. I just know it's right. When everybody else was like, what are you doing? Are you sure? You just met this guy. All the things. And I was just like, I just feel like it's a good idea. (laughs) And that was enough for me. Can we just talk about the fact that the holidays are literally right around the corner Like in just a few weeks, it's going to be December and we're all going to be scrambling to get everything organized for the holidays, which is why I'm excited to talk to you guys about Elfster. So a quick little background story. A few years ago, my family and I took a trip to Aruba for Christmas. And since we all live in different states and countries and we were meeting there, we didn't want to travel with tons of gifts. And so we decided to do a secret Santa right? The good old secret Santa, basically where you pull a name out of a hat and you get assigned one person in the group to give a gift to. So everybody just gets one present. Well, my beautiful mother used some janky online name shuffler and her own name actually got thrown into the mix twice. And luck would have it that on Christmas day, she ended up with two gifts while no one was assigned to my poor dad. (laughs) who was footing the bill for the entire vacation. So obviously we all felt awful. It was horrible and honestly the worst Christmas fail ever. So to help you guys avoid holiday tragedies like this one when doing your gift exchanges with friends, family, or coworkers, you can use Elfster, which is the number one Secret Santa app in the world. On the app, you can create a free gift exchange to make gift giving easier. Just set the date and the budget and Elfster takes care of the rest. They even draw the names for you so you can be sure that everybody will get chosen. Bring your family and friends together no matter where you are in the world this year. You can even add gifts to your wish list from all the brands that you love, including Amazon, Etsy, Fanatics, Nordstrom, Sephora, and Zappos. So go to elfster.com or download the Elfster app today. What are the other kinds of authority and how do we feel them or recognize them in our bodies? Yeah. So one really important point to make when, whenever we start talking about authority is that it requires connection. And a lot of us are very distracted and very disconnected from ourselves. And so when we start to learn about authority, it's we're still thinking about it from the mind instead of 
bringing it from the head down into the body and asking ourselves, well, what is this going to feel like? So emotional authority is very common. So emotional authority and sacral authority are the most common. There are seven different types of authority that you could have. Um, I have emotional authority. And so this is, it was such a game changer when I learned about this. And it made so much sense when I look out into the world too, because so many people are making decisions incorrectly with emotional authority. So emotional authority, basically, I always have emotions coursing through my body. I'm always somewhere in an emotional wave. Maybe I'm on a high, maybe I'm on a low, or maybe I'm somewhere in the middle, but I'm always somewhere on that wave. So when I'm presented with a decision, if I feel any type of emotional charge, if I'm sort of neutral and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm like super excited about it. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm on that emotional high. That is not the time to make a decision. And conversely, if I'm on a low, so one example might be, um, you know, maybe I get into the DMs with somebody and they're talking about a program and I'm like, oh, this sounds so good. Yay. Wahoo. I'm going to do it. You know, if I make a decision from that place, I'm always going to second guess that decision and I might end up regretting it. On the other side of things, like say I get, say my partner pisses me off, like he does something and I'm like, I'm steaming, I'm so angry and I'm on an emotional low about it. If I try to have a conversation with him in the moment, not only is he going to be completely overwhelmed by my enormous emotional energy, he has sacral authority too, just like you. So he's like, whoa, Um, not only is he going to be overwhelmed, but nothing productive is going to come out of that conversation. I'm probably going to say stuff I don't mean. You know, so this concept of not making any spontaneous decisions with emotional authority and waiting until you are emotionally clear. So the way I describe this is like you're surfing and, you know, you're kind of, you're, you're just, you're just paddling out, paddling out. And now all of a sudden there's this huge wave and you're riding the wave. Don't make a decision while you're riding that wave. Like you can't think clearly, like you're just, it's pure adrenaline, right? You want to wait until you're in that calm water, right? And so this might take a couple of hours. This might take a couple of days. This might take weeks or months or even years. It depends what the decision is. But I think where people get tripped up with this is that they miss their window. So if you haven't cultivated that trust yet, and you miss your window of clarity, you're just going to keep riding that wave and it's going to get more difficult and more muddled for you to make that decision. So, you know, that's when I think back, even before I learned about human design, that's how I moved to Hawaii. That's how I told my current partner I was in love with him. It was just like, I was so clear, you know, like a lot of these huge life decisions that, like you said, didn't make any sense. People thought I was literally insane when I left um, to move to Hawaii. They thought I was insane when I moved back to be with him, like all of these decisions in my life, but I have zero regret. I fully trust that they are the correct decisions and to watch those play out has been beautiful, but I made the decision and I went all in when I had that clarity. So that's huge for emotional authority is like, don't make spontaneous decisions. Your new mantra can be, I'll tell you tomorrow or I'll sleep on it. (laughs) I'll get back to you. 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 That's like your mantra. And then sacral authority, like you said, it's like, it's in the gut, but it's, it's really in the aura too. 
So with generators and manifesting generators with sacral authority, that's the only type that can have sacral authority. Um, basically your aura is open and it's pulling, right? You have a magnetic aura, assuming it's like healthy and not bogged down with a bunch of crap. So you're pulling life to you and then it's your job. Part of like who, who you're here to be is to respond to life. So to stay open, keep your eyes wide and see what's coming into your field and then respond accordingly. And by that, I mean, something comes in and you're either going to like feel this full body. Yes. And like your body, you're going to move towards it. It's like your aura opens up and expands toward that thing, or it's going to be a contraction like, Ooh, uh, uh, no. So it might not even be a verbal yes or no, but it's like in your aura and in your body. And what's so huge about that is being able to tune in to the body. Cause there are a lot of people who have sacral authority that are really disconnected from what that even feels like. Maybe they've just been saying no every time they really feel like yes, or they've been saying yes every time they really feel like no. And so they've lost that connection with what that even feels like. So connection to the body is huge with sacral authority. And then we have splenic authority. I'm guessing you have a defined spleen just from, I don't know. Sometimes I just draw people's human design charts in my mind, but splenic authority is like this really quiet, intuitive nudge that is a lot of times it's, you can't even explain what it is. It's just like, um, I have a bad feeling about that. So maybe you're out, you're going out to dinner with your girlfriends and you've had reservations for like six months for this hot new restaurant and you get all gussied up and you get there and you just have like a bad feeling and you can't explain what it is and it doesn't make any sense. And everyone is like, no, we're going here. We've had these reservations forever. Like the reviews are great. And you're like, I can't, like we can't. Right. And so it's like one of those things and you can't explain it. So if you, if you trust that, great. If you don't and you have dinner there anyway, who knows? Maybe everyone gets food poisoning that night, or maybe there's a fire in the restaurant. You don't know, but that's like splenic authority is your body telling you that something might not be safe or something might be off here. Um, and then we have self-projected authority. So that's a little bit more rare. That one is it's all about doing things that are in alignment with your identity. So only projectors are going to have this authority and they have this very clear direction and trajectory for their life, even if they don't quite know what it is. And so for them, it's just asking like, does this align with my identity, with who I know I am? And for them, a lot of times it's helpful to process just by talking it out with someone who isn't necessarily going to give them advice, but they're just going to be able to reflect back to them how they're feeling about the thing. We also have ego authority. So manifestors or projectors could have ego authority. And this is all about what you want. I want, I want, I want. And it's very, um, it's like what you are willing to put your energy towards or work, work for. And, Ego authority, it's like so key that they're really discerning about the decisions that they make and the things they commit to because once they're committed, it's like they're in it and they've got to see it through. Mm. And for them, talking is a good one too. Talking is good. So like talking things out so they can hear themselves say, I want. Once you hear someone with ego authority say they want something, they're good to go. Um, and then let's see. 
how many is that? One, two, three, four, five. Um, we also have um, mental projectors. So they have outer authority or no authority. So for them, their chart is super open. And wherever you have openness in your chart, this is where you're absorbing and amplifying energy from the people around you and from your environment. So mental projectors are constantly receiving energy. And so for them, it's super key that they get into a neutral environment and they sort of, you know, regulate their nervous system and again, have someone that they can talk things out with. And usually um, it might take them a little bit longer to make a decision because of that. But for them, like I said, with all this energy they're absorbing, the most important thing is for them to get into an environment where they feel more neutral. And then reflectors all have lunar authority. And so for them, they are, we're all connected to the lunar cycle and the, and the planetary transits. We just are, but reflectors, it's like the next level. And so for them, they're so connected to the lunar cycle that they, they morph and they change throughout the month. They become different versions of themselves. So when they're faced with a big life-changing decision, they need to wait through that entire cycle to see how it feels as all these different versions of themselves so that then they can have clarity about like, okay, yeah, it feels like all these different versions of myself are on board, you know? So those are the authorities. And like I said, it's so, so, so important to realize that without a connection to your body, without a connection and awareness to what's going on with you internally, it's going to be really, really difficult to connect to your authority, no matter what your authority is. Yeah. And for everybody listening who maybe doesn't know their authority yet, you guys can just look up your human design chart online. Um, and I think, Crystal, do you even have a, a way for people to look at their charts on your website? I think I saw that. Yeah, so if you go to my website, there might be a pop-up or there's a specific page called Human Design. Um, you can learn more about human design there. You can run your chart and you can get, I have um, an essential guide to human design that's free. So that's super helpful. And it'll just give you like a little short description of what these major elements of your design mean. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, so if you're here and you're like, whoa, this sounds so interesting. I need to know my authority. Like, what the heck? We'll make sure to link that for you guys in the show notes so that you can go and find that out. Because knowing your authority, like you said, I think helps us live into our purpose a little bit more because when we make decisions from that natural place of how we're meant to decide things for our lives, we can just know and trust that we are enough, that we are on the right path, that we are right that it's okay, that everything is going the way that it's supposed to, just opens up this whole other realm of faith and trust and kind of like leaning into that surrender energy, which I think makes life always more beautiful and easier throughout. So you kind of mentioned, you know, some types have more open space than others, but all of us will have a certain open or undefined centers. And I was wondering if you could talk to us about the pressures that come from our open or undefined centers. And I just pulled my chart up when you were like, I bet you're a defined spleen because I was like, I want to know <laughs> if I am. And I am. I do have a defined spleen, but I am open in my G center, which is also known as the identity center, right? Is that correct? Mm -hmm. um, 
And then I've got an open heart, an open solar plexus, and an open root. Um, but yeah, what are like, what pressures can we feel from these specific open or undefined centers that we might have? And for anybody listening, it's just when those little shapes on your chart are not colored in and they're open and white. Yeah, great question. So like I said, any of those centers that are white or undefined, that's where, that's like your receptors. So your defined centers, the colored in ones, that's what you're giving to the world. And the white ones, that's where you're receiving. And so you're going to feel this exaggerated energy in those centers. And a lot of times that manifests as pressure, um, which can manifest as fears or insecurities or, you know, lots of fun things, but also these are our greatest teachers. So I want to say that from the beginning, because especially, you know, say you're a mental projector and you have almost all your centers open and you're like, oh my God, great. I'm here to just experience all pressure. Um, it's not a bad thing. You also, there's so much wisdom available to you because, you know, think about that. You're receiving energy from the person that you're with. So you, you already have an understanding of them beyond what they might even have of themselves because you're, it's like you're trying on their energy. You're experiencing their energy through you. And so the, the key for this is just to have awareness. So let's start with the head center. So if you have an undefined head center, you're going to be under pressure to answer questions. So you might be under pressure to answer questions logically or questions about the future or, you know, questions about the mysteries of life, depending on which, which gates you might have defined, but you're going to feel pressure to answer questions. 70% of the population has an undefined or open head center. And so I see this in business a lot where we're just getting into analysis paralysis. I need to have the answer before I take any action. And it's like, mm, unfortunately, you're never going to have the answer until you take action. <laughs> so we got it a little backwards there. Um, and then the Ajna center. So that's second from the top, that upside down triangle there. That one, you'll feel pressure to be right, to like prove your point or prove your opinion or have an opinion. And a lot of times, you know, you might not even have an opinion about something, but you feel this pressure to argue. And it's like, you know, the gift in this center is just having discernment around like, well, what do you actually care about? Because when you can stop obsessing over proving your point, you can actually have this really open mind that can see things from all the different perspectives. Um, and then third from the top is the throat center. So it's a square. If you have an undefined throat, most people have a defined throat, but if you have an undefined throat, you're going to be under pressure to fill the silence. You're going to be under pressure to feel seen. You're going to be under pressure to attract attention to yourself in some way. And so, you know, people with an undefined throat center are the ones that they might be really silent, but then once they start talking, they can't stop. They say awkward things, um, you know, but when you can... When you can have awareness around this, you really learn how to listen. You learn how to listen with your whole body and only speak when you are really called to speak. And when you do, your voice can carry so much more weight. Um, and then the G center, I also have an undefined G center. And that one I think is huge too. Um, but you're going to be under pressure to know who you are, to have a consistent identity and also to know where you're going. 
And so a lot of undefined G centers are lost. Like I feel like I'm 34 years old. I have two kids and a business and I'm still lost. Like I'm just, I never know where I'm going to go next. Um, you know, and a gift of the undefined G center, once you can just embrace that, that's your reality, you get to try on different identities. You know, I'm that person who like on Monday I'm wearing like all black hair slicked back. And then on Tuesday I'm wearing like a tie dye romper and, and Burks, you know, like who knows, who knows who Crystal's going to be today. And in business, um, you know, it's interesting because there's a lot of language around have a consistent brand identity. But the first thing I told my brand designers when they were like, how do you want to come off? Like, how do you want to be seen? I'm like multidimensional. I want to be able to be all the different versions of myself. And so it's definitely something to be embraced. Um, And then the heart center. So that little tiny triangle on its side, the heart or the ego center, most people have that undefined just like you. And you're going to feel pressure to prove yourself. And you're going to feel pressure to commit to things in order to prove yourself. So to prove that you are successful enough or you're beautiful enough or you're worthy, you know, you want to prove your worth. And because this is because you don't have this consistent self-worth energy or this consistent willpower energy. It's something that you have to learn and you have to practice every day. And it's, again, it's all about awareness because a lot of people with undefined heart centers are committing to things because they feel the pressure to, and they want to prove like, yeah, I'm a good friend. So I'm going to, you know, I'll commit to helping you move. And then the day comes and they're like, I can't. And then, you know, they dip out or they cancel and then they feel like a crappy friend. And then they overcommit again to try to compensate for that, you know? So it's like, being able to know what worthiness feels like in your body and have practices that you can do on the daily that help you to cultivate that worthiness so that when you're presented with a decision, you make sure you're not doing it just to prove yourself because you're worthy because you are, you know, you don't have to do anything to be worthy. Mm -hmm. And then we can go to the sacral center. So, um, Below the G center, so the second square from the bottom is the sacral center. If you have this one undefined, that means you're either a manifester, a projector, or a reflector. And you're going to be under constant pressure to be working, to be doing. And you're not going to know when enough is enough. So this is like that workaholic tendency. You know, I really, truly identified as a workaholic my entire life. I was always overworking. I was, you know, always working three jobs. Um, and not just the working, but the undefined sacral center doesn't know when enough is enough when it comes to a lot of things. So it could be eating or drinking or, you know, really anything at all. So it's learning what are my limits and what boundaries do I need to set around my limits and around my energy so that I'm not constantly running on fumes and burning out. Um, and then if you go, if you look to the left, so the triangle, On the left-hand side, that's the splenic center. This is like the fear center and the intuition center, awareness center. So if you have this undefined, you are, you're probably scared. (laughs) You're either, (laughs) you're either really reckless or really scared. And it's, it's, it might be one or the other, or it might be both. Um, But this is someone who's like super overly cautious 
or someone who's really reckless and has no sense of danger whatsoever. There's just not this consistent sense of like, I know what's healthy for me. And so a lot of times with that undefined splenic center, they have a tendency to hang on to things way too long because they're afraid that they're not safe if they let go of it. They're like jobs, relationships, everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a lot of codependent uh, relationships or even potentially abusive relationships, you have one person with a defined spleen and one with an undefined spleen. I see this even in business, people having codependent relationships with their clients or their business as a whole and looking to, um, you know, feel, have their sense of safety met by something outside of them. Right. So, you know, the business and the money or the, or the clients and the recognition or whatever it is. Um, and then if you go to the triangle on the opposite side, that's the emotional solar plexus. So, you know, if you have an undefined emotional solar plexus, you're literally absorbing and amplifying emotional energy in your environment all of the time. That can be super overwhelming. So you might be like, um, you might not feel like any emotions at all because you're really disconnected and you've had to, as a coping mechanism, just shut that shit down, you know, and not feel on the other side of things, you might be like way overly emotional. Like, um, you know, maybe your partner comes home, you're doing fine. Your partner comes home and you know, maybe he had a bad day. All of a sudden you're completely overwhelmed emotionally. And so maybe you have an emotional outburst or you just like cannot find your footing. And so it's, that's, that center is so important to cultivate emotional intelligence and really be able to understand like what's yours and what's someone else's. So cultivating that awareness, I have a lot of my clients do a force field meditation. I created this like visualization exercise so that you're like, okay, I'm going to feel what you feel, but I need to be able to detach from that and not take it on as my own because that's when a lot of these, you know, yeah, just emotional outbursts come from. And also you can be really afraid of confrontation too, because you're afraid of upsetting someone else because you know that you're going to feel everything they feel. And so you don't want to upset anybody because you don't want to, you don't want to feel that. And so you'll avoid the confrontation altogether, which as you I'm sure know, is not the healthiest option either. So yeah, um, undefined emotional solar plexus is learning all about emotional intelligence and healthy confrontation. And then the root, so the last center on the bottom, that square, if that's undefined, you feel so much pressure um, to, to do, to finish things, to start things. So this is like people who, this is people who an email comes in your inbox and you're immediately like, you feel this intense pressure to answer it right away. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, I need to do it right now. Um, you know, or at the end of the day, you're like, okay, I just have to check off these three last things before I sit down and relax. And like, you cannot do it. And then you sit down and you're like, oh, wait, there's a speck of dust on the floor. Let me just really quick, just clean that up. There's always like, you just feel like you're constantly running around doing things and rushing, rushing, rushing because you want to be able to relax and you're constantly under pressure. So that's been a big one for me too, of just being like, um, really calming my nervous system because this is like where adrenalized pressure and stress is in the body. 
And so if you have undefined root, you're amplifying that. Like, so your actual nervous system might be in overdrive. So it's like regulating that nervous system and creating boundaries around, you know, my last hire, I was like, the first thing I need you to do is I need you to write an auto email response that says I'll get back to them in 48 to 72 hours because I feel so much pressure to get back to people within like 10 minutes and it's driving me crazy, you know? So lots of different pressures in all of these centers, but also, you know, you can reframe it and be like, what is this here to teach me? You know, what, what am I here to learn based on what I'm absorbing from my environment? And this is where that wisdom comes from in business. This is where that real magnetism comes from because you're able to meet people on a way deeper level because you're working through stuff that they're working through too, and they might not even know it. And you're able to say like, Hey, guess what? You're not broken, you know, and you're able to, to just cultivate these way deeper connections when you bring this awareness to yourself and you bring this awareness to others too. So yeah, I could talk about the centers all day long. It's like, it's a lot to unpack. Yeah, I know. And I love that because I, when I was reading all of your content, I, I found that part particularly interesting because I think a lot of times we focus on what we have lit up in our chart, like what is turned on in our chart in a sense. Um, and then we kind of, we just neglect these like open undefined centers when actually they illuminate so much of our challenges or struggles or the pressure that we feel. And we can understand that on a deeper level and start to find ways to navigate that in a healthier way. So I love that. I felt personally attacked by the open um, root center. <laughs> just like my whole life is... Um, I think the way that I first learned about like the, I think the way that it says on the free body graph site or whatever is like pressure to be free from it all. It says something like that. And I was like, oh my God, that's my whole life. Like my whole life since I was a kid, all of my homework assignments and ever, everything needed to be ticked off, done, cleaned up, organized, put in a folder, set to the side before I could eat, before I could relax, before I could play before I could, you know, grab my stuff and go to the next class. Like just always my whole life is like, I need to get everything done before I can do anything. Even just like last night, my partner and I, it, it's always like he has to wait 20 minutes for me to like sit down on the couch to actually like watch something that we're going to watch. He's like, Hey, do you want to watch something? I'll like cue it up. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> then I'm like, but I got to go take my makeup off and I got to wash my face and I got to get the, the cozy blankie and I have to make my tea and I have to make sure this is all set up and my pajamas are ready and this is done and the computer is closed and ooh, but I have one email left that I have to respond to. And it's just this whole thing of me <laughs> like trying to be free from it all before I can actually enjoy the thing that I'm trying to enjoy. Yeah, so I, I totally personally identify. I identify with that too. <laughs> but it's like, you know, and a lot of these patterns, because I think we have this tendency to learn about this and we're like, oh. God damn it. You know, like these, this isn't me. What? And like you said, like feeling personally attacked, but also you got to appreciate some of those patterns because without them, you know, you wouldn't have had this journey. Like in some ways, like these patterns have really served us. Otherwise we wouldn't, they wouldn't have manifested. So, you know, I, I talked to a lot of really ambitious women and they have these perfectionist tendencies, workaholic tendencies, burnout tendencies. And it's like, 
you know, yeah, it's easy to be angry about that, but also you got to realize you probably wouldn't be where you are today if you didn't have some of those. And now it's just a matter of like finding some balance, you know, finding your footing, coming back to you and yourself and what it, what it means to be you. Um, and I feel like going through this process is, is so powerful in that journey of self-awareness and homecoming, you know? Yeah, I love that. And because of my open identity center, I'm the person that's always looking for more ways to be self-aware, to know myself more. You know, I'm the person that's taking all the quizzes and doing all the things. So of course, I'm like, human design, I need to learn more. I need to understand this. I need to figure out who I am. Um, So I love that. And I could literally talk about this forever. But this has been so amazing and so illuminating. Thank you so much, Crystal, for sharing all of your wisdom with us. Can you let everybody know where they can find you so that they can dig into more of your content and learn more about human design through you, especially through the lens of business? That's something that I love about your approach to it. It's super relevant to me in my life as an entrepreneur. Um, So I've learned a lot, even just from your Instagram page, about how to apply my human design to running a business. But yeah, let everybody know where they can kind of work with you and find you and dig into your content more. Yeah, so Instagram is a great place to start. I have, um, there's some guides on there if you're just getting started learning. Also, my website, there are some cool blog posts and like I said, my free essential guide to human design on there. And yeah, I do sessions. So um, I do business and human design sessions with entrepreneurs and founders. And uh, I also run a certification program called Embodied by Design. So for people who are listening and they're like, yeah, I need to add this to my coaching practice right now. um, That's what that certification program is for. And we will be enrolling in a few weeks for 2022. So yeah, and if you do go find me on Instagram, please, I encourage you to send me a DM. I love connecting with, I love connecting with listeners. Yeah, so we'll have everything linked in the show notes for you guys. If you're interested, just scroll down a little bit and you can find Crystal's Instagram and her website. Go dive into her content. It's seriously so good. Like she has so many good posts that will just give you the right amount of bite-sized information that you can kind of take and run with and integrate. So thank you so much, Crystal, for coming on the show today. It's been such a pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. 